0: proud to announce, from Zurich, Men's League Switzerland, from US program, Austin Matthews. <laughs> Harden is strong as a bull as everybody knows. Scores! Scores! Are you kidding me? Kapanen slaps it home! What a brilliant pass from Brian Boyle! And the Leafs win it in overtime! This guy's such an idiot here. Okay, ololo, welcome back. I hope everything's going well. Hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl, if that's your thing. But if it's not, no worries, because my bookie's got it all from NBA to the Premier League. Uh, they've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, all the kinds of stuff you could ever want. And from a great customer service team, that helps you 24-7. You can even pool your bets together for a bigger payout. And let's say you got a couple big favorites this week. You could parlay your wagers and let you bet multiple games together. And if they all come through, you win big. And so maybe if you're not into football, because it's all over now, you could still sign up for hockey. And I think baseball's starting up again soon and uh, boxing and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the other player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. And that means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra uh, $1,000 in free money to play with. Sounds pretty sweet to me. Uh, and all you have to do is use the promo code THPN uh, to activate the offer. Once again, the promo code is THPN uh, to get your extra cash from my bookie, uh, bet, win, get paid, have fun, be safe, live in love life, all right, now let's do the show, all right, welcome back, here we go again on the, I don't know, like 40th episode, I think I should have checked the number, but yeah, um, today I'm gonna be talking about all the crap that went on this week, which was, was good, uh, mostly, partly, 30% of it was, um, yeah, just all that stuff. I'll probably talk about the trade and everything in the next part because it's going to get quite long if I do that. Um, but just another bit of housekeeping for those people who are following this. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I had another reminder that there's going to be individual links up uh, for this podcast so people don't have to subscribe to uh, the entire hockey, hockey Podcast Network and then get like 31 teams updating them twice a week. You'll just be able to choose the team. You're interested in or multiple teams uh, hopefully you follow multiple teams because a lot of the guys are doing really good stuff so hopefully that's all good for everybody and it makes sense just keep an eye out for your uh subscription whoever wherever you're subscribed and make sure you update it in the next couple of weeks uh, most of them are up i think for all of them but uh you know different places take like a week or two for it to to show up before you can search it so anyway moving on all right, so the first game of the week was against uh, Florida. I was actually super pumped for this. I had all my schoolwork done early, and I was ready to sit down and watch it. And I was pretty disappointed. Um, there was definitely a huge lack of urgency throughout the game, and you would think, like, being this close to the playoff run um, or I or out of a playoff run, and, you know, there's only, what, 20-something games left. And the team just fell flat, and it's sort of a theme of this week that I'm going to be talking about a lot. Um, Yeah, so Freddie gets injured in this game, and they were up. Let me double-check the score because I want to make sure. Here we go. They were up uh, 3-1 at one point in the third period. Now, Freddie didn't come back in the third period, so it's like, all right, 3-1, that's not bad. Uh, I should be able to handle this. And then, you know, what was it, like a there's two minutes in all of a sudden they score a goal and then like less than a minute later uh they score another goal and you're like what is going on game is uh tied at this point and you're thinking i don't know if you guys are thinking the same thing but i'm like what are they doing uh and then there was a fourth goal like at 10 minutes in and anyway they ended up winning five three it was pretty horrible um I don't know why in the third period this entire, I think this entire week almost every game has been like this. Yeah, I'm just looking. Oh yeah, except the New York game. I think that was the first period. But yeah, uh, Hutchinson, it's like hutch no clutch now. Uh, you think he could be able to come in and save a couple extra goals of the, that were there. Um, some of them just definitely shouldn't have went in. I really think, like I don't want to put it all in him, obviously. And I know a lot of people are saying this. Uh, and like, oh, you know, he did okay. But there's at least one or two that he should have made one-half, and it, it also is on the team that you're not supposed to just give up when you're starting goalies not in there. Like, I understand what your starting goalie means to you, but there's a lot of teams that don't quit on their goalie like that. There's teams that, like, say a rookie comes in uh, or somebody, I think that wasn't it, that accountant that had to play for the Chicago Blackhawks <laughs> one one game. Um, they tend to rally around the goalie for that kind of stuff, but not this team. This team just basically, like, doesn't, it, it, like, they feel like the net's empty at that point. So they ended up losing that game. Uh, that was a horrible game to lose, mainly because they're in the division. This is the main team they're fighting for, a position. And they had a lead, a decent lead, in the third period. And then they just uh, collapsed and let it all go, which, uh, which sucks and then we get to the new york game which like, what can you say uh it was one nothing gets tied and then all of a sudden by the end of the period it is uh three one and i'm probably not the only one who looked at this and was like wow this this is great i'm glad i am sitting around for this game um and then it seemed like they actually might tie it up uh they got really close uh and then just ended up losing with the empty netter it was i don't know this is felt like another flat effort although except Matthews has been really good recently he's been on a great scoring streak um I don't have a lot of complaints about him uh it's sort of just the team in general just seems to they're just not ready for big moments that's the best way to put it whenever there's a challenge coming up like you lost a super important game a few days ago you come to another game against a team that's not very good um Oh, yeah, I didn't even mention that uh, Florida didn't have Barkov in there and how bad that really was. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they got Bobrovsky in it. Um, but anyway, so they come back here. They're trying to make up for it. They come to New York, and in New York, it's like they just lay an egg in the first period, and then they're fighting back from the beginning. Now, there was that – believe it was the Kreider goal where he just blew by every single player and then scored on Hutchinson, and Hutchinson was just like, well, great. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was, because I was the one right after the Zibanejet goal. Uh, Like The entire team just failed there. The goaltending, everybody. Nobody seemed to give a crap anymore. Um, So they lose that game, and that was the night of the trade. I actually really liked the trade. It made a lot of sense. Uh, I'm going to talk about that more in part two, because I think it's going to take me a while. Um, But yeah, anyway, so this is where the game ends, and I was just like, wow. They just lost two important games in a row. that They could have won. Uh, One against a really important team that they had and second against a team that wasn't that great. I'm like, this is not good. Uh, Then they made that trade. It made me feel a little bit better. But I was still looking at it like, this is, what is going on here? Uh, Anyway, then we move on to the Anaheim game. And they had the game at 3-1. And then they allowed it to get tied at 3-3 uh and then they were up 4-3 and then they let it get tied at 4-4 before finally winning in overtime now i'm not one to go oh wow well they won you know what are you bitching about but in this case like same thing they had the win this is a flat team has trouble scoring their defense is kind of it's not horrible but it's not great it's basically just the goaltending and the rest of the team and and they even had them beat at that point right like they had the goals um And they just, again, fell flat and let them come at them. And this is where I would say that it wasn't uh, Campbell's fault. I feel like he played a good game, but the team in front of him just lets him down. And a little side note about Campbell, uh, he played with LA, who actually has a better defensive structure and team than Toronto does, even though they're not that great. They're just slow. That's their biggest problem, and their goaltending sucks. And his save percentage was around, I think, 900, 905 or something. Which is still better than Hutchinson, but you got to think, if he's playing on a team with worse defense, his save percentage might not be as high. So just putting that out there, don't like immediately, if he gets down 890 or something, don't immediately blame him. Because it is not, it is like the structure in front of them. And if this team had a better structure, I bet Freddie's save percentage would be in like 920s, uh, or at least high, high 19s. Um, but anyway, they just about lost this game. They just happened to win in overtime with a goal from, uh, I believe it was Tavares that came back, which is, thank you, Tavares. Uh, it's good to see the captain do that as well. My other favorite moment actually was when Spezza got that go-ahead goal in the last four minutes. I, I kind of thought they had the game at that point. I was like, okay, they'll they'll lock it down here. Um, but again, no urgency. Uh, they can't defend a lead for some reason in third periods. They just fall apart. Uh yeah, so anyway, they came out with a win. All right, happy days. Um, but then they played the next game against Montreal. Now, I only got to watch the first two periods. And so when I left, it was 0-0. And I remember leaving in the second period. Um, and I I think in the last 12 or 15 minutes or something like that of the second period, Montreal had like two shots like, Toronto was just all over them. And I'm thinking, wow, great. And I think uh, I might try, like 12 shots in total or something. Um, but anyway, yeah, and going into that period, it looked like it was super lopsided and it already was lopsided in the shot clock. And then I come back and I look at the score and I'm like, what happened? And I looked at the shots. I'm like, wow, they just must have got littered with shots in that third period. Like, what is it with his team in third period shots? Like, they got a goal early. Um, I think it was Tavares from Hyman, maybe. Um, and then they just let the rest Montreal just take over the game. Like, there's just no excuses from that from a team that's really doesn't have a lot of number one, doesn't have really a number one center, barely has a number two center. is horribly bad on the weak on the left side uh, of their defense, and they just let them like hammer them. Like, there's no reason for this with the the offensive players on the team. Now I get it; it was the second day of a back-to-back, so maybe that was just Montreal taking care of it. But it's been like this all week, and I don't really care if it's a back-to-back. You need to find your legs in these kind of moments, otherwise, like they're not going to make the playoffs, and it's it's kind of upsetting. Um, what a year! You know, you th- I thought it was going to be like one of the best years ever. Uh, and it kind of feels like it's slipping away a little bit, and I don't quite know what the answer is uh, with their current resources. Um, I feel like it might be a next year, fix it in the summer thing, uh, which is scary, even though I'm, I'm okay with the long-term look and like, well, you know, uh, they'll be better next year kind of thing. Uh, it just does suck in the moment. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what else to say. They give up in the third they have doing it regularly. Uh, surprising that Campbell played two games, but not really because of how horrible the team plays in front of Hutchinson, even though he had that good string for a while. Uh, but yeah, uh, hopefully Freddie's back soon so we can see how he plays. Hopefully um, him and Campbell have a better tandem where they can split up the games better. Anyway, we have this week, and it's going to be Toronto-Arizona on Monday, I believe, and that is a pretty sort of scary game because arizona is getting desperate i know they've won a lot in a row so maybe they can take an advantage of this you know a crappy team right now but their team that desperately needs to win or they're gonna fall out of the playoffs and they're gonna have made a trade for the apparently the biggest free agent ufa for uh or ufa rental and then up not making it could you imagine if they trade trailer hall again i would be shocked uh, if that happened, or maybe not shocked, but like I think it would be hilarious just because, like, all the rumors about Terrell, like sinking teams. <laughs> but yeah, so there's that game, and then they're gonna play Dallas on Thursday. Um, they played Dallas a couple weeks ago, I think they did pretty good against them. Uh, but yeah, you gotta watch out for that strong defensive kind of trap style game. Uh, I'm not really super worried about their forwards, I think Rajilov is still out. Uh so you basically got RuPeans and slow Jamie Benn, who might be able to do something, but he's been kinda of weird recently and Tyler Sagan's been kinda of meh. So I feel like they could do it. Um it's still gonna be a decent challenge for them. Obviously the team is still doing well. They have like they don't have like focused offense, it's just like a a good spread and then you just It's hard for teams to get behind their goaltending and their defense. Uh, and then they play uh, Ottawa on Saturday, so more Leafs on Hockey Night in Canada. Excellent. And I, I, I used to think, like, oh, yeah, they'll just crush them. Ottawa's pretty good. Uh, they'll, they'll put in the effort the whole game, even though they might not have the talent. So if uh, Toronto thinks that they're going to be able to put in the same effort they put against some of these other teams this week and come up with a win just because it's a weaker team with a lower record or anything like that. They're going to be very surprised. And I think uh, Ottawa would like to play the spoiler against a lot of their former teammates. Um, and then you've got Sunday. So back to back on the weekend, uh, against Buffalo, who also got a uh, super angry and pissed Jack Eichel. And you've got a bunch of players who are underperforming, who aren't playing too well. Um, I haven't heard too much about Rasmus Stalin this year. I thought he was supposed to be the next, you know, big defenseman. Might take him a couple years to hit his peak, but I just feel like he hasn't done everything he could either. Um, and just all of that lineup's been kind of strange. The team is sort of in this weird disarray, and I think, like, you know, they might be able to get some momentum this week, like some anger for all the crap they've been going through over the years. But it's really a tough situation there um i don't know if anyone's looked at their cap situation recently but if you look at their forwards like they have eichel signed which okay good signing 10 million he's doing well no problem there they have jeff skinner signed for 9 million for the next one two seven years right and he has he's a 30 25 30 goal scorer they're paying him like a 40 goal scorer which i knew was going to be a stupid move at the time You can check the uh, Hungry for Hockey Talk podcast to confirm that I believe this the whole time. Um, And after that, they've got Marcus Johansson for two years who is doing okay. Uh, And after that, you have every single player is up for their contracts up at the end of this year. So you have all like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They have seven UFAs in their forward group ranging from age uh, 27 to 31 all up this year. Does anybody think any of these players are going to re-sign? Not to mention that they've got, uh, what is it, Sam Reinhardt is not, he's an RFA next year. Does anybody think he's going to want to re-sign? So imagine a world where a lot of these veterans just don't want to come back. They're like, screw that, I'm not coming back there. The team is going to be gutted. And they're going to have to be picking players who are, you know, really old that are struggling to get a contract or just not wanted maybe want one more chance the nhl to be traded at the end of the year to a stanley cup contender uh or maybe that their buffalo is going to have to be desperate and just pay somebody a lot of money to go there even though even with all these ufas they won't really have a ton of cap room um because they you know you need numbers right you've got to sign at least like six players at minimum minimum contract and then after that you're going to have to sign is one player at a big contract like is that going to be enough for their team they don't really have a lot of prospects coming up that look promising for next year. Uh, it it's I I can't imagine what's going through the minds of that team. And to top it all off, imagine if Jack Eichel's like, you know what, I'm done. Like I can't do this anymore. Would anybody really blame him? I definitely wouldn't. I wouldn't think anything bad of him. I mean, he's been there for what is this his fourth or fifth year? Something like that. They've never made the playoffs. They're not getting any better. And they don't have a huge, uh, potentially really nice future coming up. This isn't like a team like... Oh, who's popping out of my head right now. It seems kind of biased to point out, but a team like Vancouver, that's got a lot of good players already there, where you're like, well, maybe if they don't make the playoffs this year, it still makes them look good for next year. Um, I think Florida might be on that line where you think maybe... Maybe they just need that one more player. Even, you know, everything I said against Montreal, if you were a center who could play top-line minutes for them, uh, that would change the complexity of that team completely. Whereas on this team, I look at them and I go, they need a lot. Uh, When you look at their defense, like, on paper, it seems really good. Like, Brandon Montour is good. Darlene's good. Ristolainen, he's not i don't know he's not top 10 but he's not a horrible defenseman uh he's playing well for them um and some of the they've got some okay prospects there like it's not that bad but the chemistry and the way the team has just not been able to be competitive uh, is a huge problem when i look at this team and i don't know if just bringing in one player and assuming it's going to get better is going to change things there's something going on there there's like something in the water for lack of a better term. Um, So hopefully that works in the Leafs' favor, and Buffalo's just like, whatever. We don't care anymore. Just score. Score on a goalie, it's fine. You guys go to the playoffs, have fun. We want to... We're going to just move on after this. Or are they going to come out just pissed because of all the stuff with Dwayne, the superhero uh, caller, just crapping all over the team? And, yeah, it's... I don't envy them. And it's not like I like this. I would prefer it if they were a competitive team because I like seeing different teams in the playoffs. Like, I generally don't hate a lot of teams at Boston. Um, so I don't really care who makes it other than I just want my favorite teams in. Uh, I suppose sometimes when you've seen the same teams in forever, like Detroit was always in for that, for was it, 25 years? I was kind of like, yeah, it's nice to see them go. I want to see somebody else in the playoffs. Why not Buffalo? It would be nice to see them play the Leafs. I think that would be a cool playoff series. If the they might be one of the teams I would actually consider cheering for if all my favorite teams were out. But I just yeah, it's it would be horrible to be a fan of theirs right now because if they could just be a coach and a defenseman away, or a coach and a center away, something like that. But it just doesn't feel that way. And like if it doesn't change, I don't see. um I don't see this team, uh, <laughs> I don't see Eichel sticking around, and I see Jeff Skinner becoming one of the worst contracts in the league, uh, and I see the rest of the like, players like and just wanting to go, um, and them having trouble signing people, kind of like uh, Edmonton has in the past few years. So, that being said, this is a big week. Uh, last week, the team got a possible of 3 out of 8 points, which isn't good enough for where they are right now. Uh, this is another heavy week with four games and seven days of back to back on the weekend. We don't even know if Freddie's going to be back. Hopefully, he's back at least by the weekend, uh, or what was it, Thursday? The Thursday game? Yeah, that would be good. Um, the Thursday game or Wednesday? Uh, otherwise, it's going to be pretty rough if they don't get if they don't win get over sixty percent of their points this week. Like they need to. They need at least like five at eight or something uh, and to make up for last week that at least puts them at 500 and they also need a teams like florida just to not play well it would be really nice if they lost a couple games because i really don't think it really seems like they're going to be third again almost guaranteed and i really don't think teams like let me see here oh yeah there's no way they're going to pass tampa there's no way they're going to pass boston it looks like they'll end up playing Tampa, uh, unless Tampa jumps Boston. And then here we go again. Uh, Florida is pretty much the only threat. Montreal, Actually, Montreal is only five points away. They've won three in a row. I forgot to mention that. Um, they're on a bit of a run. Uh, and I would like to point out again how much I like the truck story. I like people who make it through uh, adversity and come out on top. And when you look at him, he just... You know he scored that overtime goal the other night, and just the look on his face, how happy he was, and the city embracing him, and all that. Uh, it's just, it's just nice to see how much the fans of Montreal are are jumping behind him. They are really good for that. I'll give them props on that one. Uh, but anyway, that's it for me this week. Let's uh, hope and be positive. That's uh, pretty much the only way we're gonna get through this together. Um, please like and subscribe. Tell me how to make this better. Uh, Follow the individual feeds when they're popping up on your favorite subscribing podcast area, wherever you get them. And I will catch you next time.